there. Welcome to the podcast. This is Mike. And Mary. And it's Monday. With Mike and Mary. That's why we call this podcast. Oh boy. Mondays with Mike and Mary. <laughs> That's like calling the Floyd Wickman program. The Floyd Wickman program. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. How Hi, are everyone. you? Love it. You want to go first today? This is, uh, you know what this is. Do I have to tell you what this is? I'm going to tell you what this is. This is us reflecting back on our coaching calls selecting highlights and communicating them to you in hopes that they help you in your business. So, first we go through Pareto techniques, then we go through Ask the Experts. What did you have as a highlight from this week's calls, Mayor? You know, my Pareto techniques is actually stolen from an Ask the Experts question. Oh, I just love this. We, um, we were talking about negotiating. And, you know, in some states, well, every state has different rules, right, about representation and can and dual agency yep. and all of that. So follow your state's rules. But if you happen to be in a situation where you are representing both the buyer and the seller, that can create a rather unique dilemma, right? Because you know what the seller is thinking or what they will take or not take. And here's the buyer saying, well, how high do I have to come up or do you think they'll take this offer? Which... Of course, you cannot answer. So here's the parade of techniques. Here's the line that you want. I think this is just brilliant. I just became Switzerland. <laughs> Isn't that a great line? Neutrality. Yeah, neutrality. And of course, you can still show comparables and guide people into making their own decisions. But I love how that sums up really the whole philosophy of dual agency. I like some of the states that have uh, transaction agents. That's what you're loyal to, is the transaction itself. So, great tip. I love the dialogue. Follow your state's rules, but if you happen yeah. to be in that kind of situation, there's a great way of explaining it. By the way, it might also work in a family, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, my parade of techniques is steeped in history. Ooh. Early on when we started the new Floyd Wickman program and we looked at the Arthur D. Little study oh, that yeah. said, how do we stay at the center of the transaction? And they said, establish relationships with your clients and your prospects and don't worry about the Internet. And Floyd said, the Internet, the internet is going to become the biggest FISBO referral network. <laughs> and I think he was prescient there. He knew what was coming in the future. Because our parade today started with this sentence. You want to know how to get your money back from Zillow? Oh, every realtor in North America just raised their hand. Yeah. And here's here was the technique. I, we've heard this before, but I got some numbers for you now. Put your name into Zillow as a buyer who only wants for sale by owners. Now, you can also do it with expireds or pre-foreclosures or any particular type of property in your search. But this particular agent said, put your name in saying you only want unlisted properties for sale by owners. And he did this 100 days ago. Since then, 92 for sale by owners have come into his inbox. Of the 92, 13 of them have given him a sit-down, face-to-face, kitchen table. Five have listed Three of those listings are sold and closed. One is pending. One is still on the market. 
net revenue of $42,500 so far. You want to know how to get your money back from Zillow? That's how. I love that one. Wow, I love that. That's inspiring. Yeah. Now, you don't get them all, obviously. You don't even get a sit down with them all. This is a lower close rate than you would normally have with either a referral lead or someone in your book of business who's doing repeat business with you. But boy, what a great way. If every 100 days you made 42.5 just working FISBOs, that's a lot of money in one year. That's pretty neat. Six yeah. figures, over six figures yeah. in one year. It's beautiful. Yeah. What was your Ask the Experts this week? Oh, well, this was um, a question about a back-on-the-market property. So it's a listing that's already been pending once, or maybe even twice, and now it's back on the market and there's a lowball offer that came in mm. and the sellers are failing to respond. So here's the agent coming to the coaching call saying, what do I do? I can't get the sellers to answer me back. It's been like three days. <clears throat> so, you know, the truth is uh, this is exactly what happens when you text or email an offer to your sellers that they don't like. I mean, obviously... It's too low. They're not responding because they're not interested. They don't like it. And so, you're not in control. Exactly. Yeah. So, of course, the advice this person received from everybody was, you got to get face-to-face. you got to get face-to-face. you got to get face-to-face. How many times has Floyd had to tell us, always negotiate money face-to-face? And we just don't want to. It's so much easier to send a text, to send an email. It's just easier. And the world is doing that except for us Wickman folk, because we know when you get four inches from a done deal, you don't jeopardize it by taking the easy route. So anyway, the advice was get face-to-face. -face. But this agent didn't ask for that piece of advice. What they asked for is dialogue. What do I say to the seller? So uh, while getting face-to-face -face is your goal, what is it that you say? And so here's what I recommended that he email, text, or call and say. If this buyer was willing to pay full price, would you take this offer? That's it. Just that. <laughs> that's it. Hello, that's it. Because what do I want the seller to respond with? I'll say it again. If this buyer was willing to pay you full price, would you take it? So what do I want the, the seller to say back to me? Yes. Okay, well then your response when they do is, well, you can't. Oh, the old Wickman, well, you can't yeah, ambush guy. Yeah, I didn't invent this. this I love is that Floyd one. <laughs> stuff, just repurposed. Yeah. You know, because Floyd is the master, the duke of dialogue, and anything he said works in multiple ways. And here's why you can't, gang, because you won't call me back. So let's do this. Let's us get together tomorrow afternoon at 2 o'clock or is 4 o'clock better for you. So book your face-to-face. You've got to get face-to-face -face on this, and that's how you're going to put this deal together, this offer together. Quit taking the easy route, would y'all? All these great Wickman techniques, he always said they're like power tools. You know, he took this from the woodworking hobby, that once you learn how to use them in one situation, you figure out other ways that you can apply them. I'm so glad you said that. That's so right on. Yeah. Well, I'm going to combine about 18 Ask the Experts questions because I've been hearing this over and over 
from different ways, from different people. Oh. But it all boils down to the same thing. Like a theme. Yeah. And I, I'm going to use one, one particular agent's phrase. Why am I attracting all the wackadoodle buyers out there? <laughs> Why am I getting head-scratching mind changers and backouts, and I want to go to bed and not get up? How do I stay positive when these buyers are driving me out of my mind? And some great advice has come out with all of this. Uh, and the first thing I heard was, you've got to learn how to rise above it. Oh. And that that brought to mind the story of the angel telling Mary she was pregnant with God's child. Before he did that, he took her up on the roof. That's the way the story goes. And that's an analogy of rising above the situation, raising your consciousness. The higher above things you can go, the easier it gets to take that perspective you know, the highest road with the longest view that you always say, which I love. Rise above it. Someone else said, remember it's just a dream. Meaning, it's just a transaction. This is not life or death to you. It's just a deal. That's all. Maybe you're here in this situation with these people to learn something. What does Floyd tell us in the aha? Those who don't learn from history... <laughs> I know, are, are doomed to repeat it. <laughs> yeah, so what are you learning from this? What could you put in place to prevent it from happening again? Now, you might think you've attracted all the wackadoodle buyers within a 100-mile radius, but <laughs> look back at all the closings that you've had, all the people you've worked with. Maybe this is just a statistical anomaly, a little pocket of weirdness that's happening. Like the three in a row. Coincidentally, row. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, when people are frustrating you, you've got to reseto them, repoke them, especially the ones who are backing out and changing their mind, not even making an offer when they told you they would. They found the house they love. What is that polka that you say to them? When you find the house that you love, here's what we do. We come back here to the office. We lay it out on paper so you have all the facts and figures in front of you before you even make your decision. So you know that moment when they find the right house? That's the most emotionally fragile moment in that relationship with the buyer. And they, they get that deer in the headlights look, you know, and you can't spook them. You've got to handhold them and, and move them gently. Remember, close softly. Right. Because sometimes they start questioning whether you're really on their side. They were feeling like you were on their side a minute ago. Yep. But now that they've revealed that they're interested, it's like, oh, wait, you're the enemy. You're the one that's going to make me do something I might not want to do. So they can tend to pull back. So in that very moment when you get the buying signal, what is your response to the buying signal? What dialogue are you using? Is it, you kind of like this one, don't you? Or is it, gee, could you live in this house? Get them thinking that way. Now, all of that's fine, but you still get the mind changers and back outers and the wackadoodles and head scratchers. And what if it keeps happening with this one couple? 
I think you do a three strikes and you're out dialogue. And that was my suggestion. You got to sit down with them. Yes, reseto them. Sit down with them and say, here's what's happened historically in our relationship. You did this, and then you did this, and then you did this. And now I've got to say, unless you can give me a compelling reason for us to continue to work together, I think you need to find another real estate agent and protect yourself from this. Because there are some people who you've got to protect yourself from. You've got to maintain a distance from. As if they keep abusing you and abusing your relationship, it's going to chase you out of the business. So if it reaches a breaking point, Sit down with them again and go through the history of what's happened. And maybe you do reach down in deep inside and say, maybe you need to find another real estate agent. I got to protect myself. I love it. You know, I had a, a circle around a, a thought that I wasn't planning to bring up, but I just got to. I had two students that had fall throughs and they're done in that relationship, but they they didn't do that CETO, that re-CETOing. They didn't protect themselves. So now they're wallowing in the aftermath. Yeah. So that's the related question is, okay, the transaction's over, but I feel like I don't want anymore. I feel like I've had enough. I feel like I spent the whole week being miserable and upset and angry. How do I get over that? And while we talked about some great advice, you know, do affirmations and don't give them that power. And what is the law of attraction? The very best piece of advice was a little phrase. Yeah. And, and we were talking about, and excuse my French here, we were talking about crap, right? You know, when you've got a pile of crap. And, and here, inspirationally, never said before, here's the words that came out of one of our students' mouths. Crap is good fertilizer. Use it to make yourself grow. So that's kind of the the bow on that yeah. uh, on that whole philo that whole concept that you just shared with us. Yeah, let me offer two things for that. One is a recommendation on a book that somebody brought up twice. Oh, two different people called "Girl, Wash Your Face." Oh my! About how to pick yourself up and get going again after a trauma like that. Uh, but, you know, it's, you said, how do you get over something like that? And there are certain things you never get over, but you can get past them. That's why the rearview mirror doesn't take up the whole windshield. You got to put it in your rearview mirror. That's why you get up on the roof. You rise above it, raise your consciousness. And that's how you get past traumas like that. I'm so glad we added that in as, as we finished this session of Mondays with Mike and Mary. Hey, you know, if you like these podcasts and you're willing to share them on your social media and let us know that you have, we got a little drawing going for... We do. Ooh, a limo ride with champagne and with Floyd. Which is more important? I, I think, think with Floyd. Okay. <laughs> and he's taking you to dinner at the Business Breakthrough. So if you want to get in on a drawing for that, a seat on that limo, Make sure you share the podcast and let us know that you have by tagging, sharing. You know how you do that on social media. Yeah, and even if you're not in the drawing, 
do it anyway and help some realtor have a better, um, what, smoother transactions and a better life. And thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you.